0: Hi guys, welcome to the Nameless Book Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Dudu and I'm happy to have you listening in today and I hope you stay and I hope you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell those people that aren't really your friends about this podcast. So without further ado, um, let's get right into this week's um, episode. The book I will be reviewing for today is The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Antwood. And it was hard for me to come to, um, to terms with recording this book because... Recording this review for this book because um, of everything that's going on right now around the world with the coronavirus and being in lockdown and... Um, the uncertainty of it all and because at its very core this book deals with um a change in society and life as people already knew it it's what is called a dystopian novel where it's a less than it's not a very desirable future you know and the way it came about in this book I tried to make sense of it, but it seemed like there was a coup d'etat and the people who initiated the coup d'etat weren't happy with where society was heading. So not necessarily that a virus caused the world to come to a standstill, but they weren't happy with what was happening in America because that's where the book is set. And so they brought about... um, political change but then um which then led to social change and that is what the main protagonist of the book is basically telling throughout the book so she's basically telling um the story of what is happening presently versus what happened when um the coup d'etat I'm going to call it a coup d'etat because there's nothing else I can call it when this change started coming about and so with this book okay fine Um, so the way she like I'm saying the, the main character would go back and forth between telling the present and the past and everything in between to make you understand what was actually going on and i won't lie hey this book was um it was hard to get into it's it reads like something you would read in a classroom like in an english literature classroom hey um and that's saying a lot because I didn't even do English literature in high school because I was like, nah, this is really gonna make bo- reading boring for me, and just suck out all the joy for me, so I can't do it. And it has, it was just like I'm reading this book to write a book report about it. Hey, okay? I'm reading it because I'm gonna get tested on it. Um, I remember I used to, I used to just like tease my friend when we were in um university. And she was carrying around um, the mayor of Casterbridge. And that's like a thick book and it was like dense, like that. So that's what it felt like. Like, yo, if I need to finish this book because if I don't finish it, um, I'm not going to be able to finish my book report. <laughs> that's how it felt when reading it. And because even the way Margaret was wrote it, it was just like you have to dissect and, oh, yeah. So it kind of made it really hard to get into the book but um I kept pushing myself to just at least um I mean read the book find out what it's actually saying regardless of how hard it was this was our February book club pick (laughs) surprisingly that I had suggested when we were tossing around um book suggestions for the year and everyone agreed that you know this was a very hard book to get into um, but we discussed it nonetheless. I mean, some of us hadn't finished. It took me a long time to finish this book. Hey, okay? um, but there's so many. And the thing with this book also is, um, okay, the copy that I have is it's very small and it has like um, very like if you read like books that are deemed as classics, they are very small and then like the the pages are like the the yeah when you're reading in the pages it's very thin and like dense like so much is packed into a page and so it kind of like you're like getting through a chapter would be like a nightmare of sorts because you're also trying to make sense of it all and you appreciate it as you go through the book okay so for this book um it was basically, so the, 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 the people who initiated like the coup d'etat that I was talking about, um, seemed to think that the government of that country had lost its plot, people had lost their way. And then, um, they started segregating particularly, this is what stood out to me, particularly women into certain predefined roles and and you can see the heavy hand of patriarchy in it. And it's like, this is what patriarchy deems that these are the roles for women. So you had the handmaids who were the women who were, um, who were <laughs> child bearers. You had wives, you had daughters, you had wives, you had marthas. And then you had, I forgot the name for the cleaners but that was basically the six roles that the women were given so the wives obviously got married to the higher up people in the in that society um, and the daughters were obviously the children of the wives and the handmaids were okay i'll explain the handmaids at the end and then you had the marthas who were in charge of cleaning and i mean who were in charge of cooking sorry and then the cleaning people who were then had to clean the whole house so these were the and the econo wives were there basically the lower class wives right fine now in the event that a wife was unable to conceive a handmaid would be brought in and there was a whole um ritual (laughs) i say ritual because it was so weird and i remember reading it and i was like this can't be right is this right? This this can't be right. Because uh, <laughs> so the handmaid is brought in to come and basically have a child with the man of the house and then after they give birth they leave the child and then move on to the next house. Okay? That is basically the role of a handmaid. That is basically she is seen and not heard in that household. She will live there for a few months until she conceives or she can't conceive they take her away and then another one is brought in right fine and so let me explain <laughs> let me explain this scene because um i not, let me not explain it because i feel like it's better y'all be disturbed when but it's it's very basically the wife is there holding on to the handmaid while um her husband is pan- pounding away at this woman And um literally I think that handmaid's face Is covered It's basically just very Very like mechanical Like they have sex The, the wife is there holding on to her And this girl has to conceive That's basically it Even the birthing ceremony when a, when a handmaid Does give birth It has so many people In the room And I'm just like First of all what is the reason? What is the reason? But I digress. Um, so, Alfred, yeah. So, these are the pre-determined <laughs> roles of the women in this dystopian society. And as you can see, it's like you're a wife. You're a daughter. You're a childbearer. You're a cleaner. You're a you're a cook these are the predefined roles that women have to women have to fulfill and the men are either soldiers or I guess what like store owners or something like that but it doesn't really go into the men but it basically just defines these roles that different women within that society then fulfill and then that stood out to me because I was like why would you explicitly want to spell out the different roles that you want women to come and fill in the society are women only there then to serve the men is that all you see women as by classifying them into these different roles because that's basically what it is with even in the societies that we live in now you'll have a woman that's a wife um and fulfill this role and then she's she obviously she's a wife she will have to be a caregiver to her kids as well um she'll have to come home from work having worked a nine-to-five and also have to come and cook and then you she's also then expected to clean and and do everything else in the house while the man doesn't do any of that and it doesn't take Care of his kids, he doesn't cook for the, the family. He doesn't clean the house, but expects a woman, and in this instance, one person, to do all of it. And patriarchy is a pit. It's the absolute pit. So that stood out to me in in this book. One, two. It's two. This book also is like. It's kind of sort of dark. Because there is... An extreme lack of... Autonomy... For... Individuals... In every sense of the way. Like even though the men... Are deemed as being more important in the society... There's strict... Um, surveillance... Strict... There's a lot of surveillance... People aren't in charge of their lives. There's a certain. There's there's a level of expectation. Of fulfillment of roles. That everyone has to pe- keep. Sorry. And. Anyone stepping out of line. Can be punished. For it. If. One of the foot soldiers looks too long. Or lustfully at a handmaid. They can get hand. Um, if the handmaids are seen to be acting out of turn or having, let's say, (laughs) sex for pleasure, then they could be hanged. Um, Basically, you could look at someone the wrong way and you could be hanged. And even with the handmaids, no one is supposed to look at them directly in the eyes because they have this part of their uniform where most of their face is covered. And so... With this book, and as the main character is telling her story, and you, she was married with a kid, and um, when everything began, the coup d'etat, things started changing. And the first thing, one of the first few things that started changing was that women who worked, all their money was taken from their account and transferred maybe into that husband's account and if you weren't married or you ha- your husband had been married before and divorced they recognized that person's first marriage and not the second one um so she was basically left broke and then it's just like sure oh. like what what like make it make sense it was just like make it make sense um. <laughs> it, it was just a mess. It was honestly, honestly just a mess. Um, And a lot of what happened to Alfred while she was in this house that she was being sent to to go and help birth a child to was you know she started obviously breaking the rules well not obviously she started (laughs) she started breaking the rules she started sleeping with um the man of the house simply for pleasure and his request but then she also started sleeping with one of his guards as well and the whole situation was just so tricky and (laughs) and i was like yo man at the same time i was like get it girl but I I was like yo man you gotta do what you gotta do because everything there is boring like you can't what you can there are no books because books have been banned you can't even watch okay they can watch tv but it's like you know um what's it called um predefined as to what you like propaganda what you can watch is already like feeding you nonsense but you can like there are no magazines there is nothing even the way you dress they had to dress a certain way and listen this book was hard okay it was hard i appreciate the story <laughs> i appreciate the story and in trying to make it make sense for me but um it was an interesting read nonetheless but it was very just hard to get into um it was my first dystopian novel that I read. Um, it was interesting, but even the way it ended, it just, it kind of left you hanging. And because of how hard this book was was to get into, um, it kind of makes it hard for you to also touch base with its characters. Like, you want to... Have you ever had a book where you want to like the main character but you can't because you're not being given enough by the author that would make you want to like her that's exactly how this book is it's like the main protagonist was well not all over the place but I just couldn't find a read of who she was and it's like she didn't have a a strong sense of self and she was going with the flow of what was required of her obviously but there were times where you are given a chance to be fully autonomous and she didn't take it. There was a time there are chances where she could have said No, I don't want to do this, but she went with the flow. I don't know if it was because everything else had already been boring and so she needed a change of scenery, a little interest, a little spark into her life, but I didn't get that from the character. So it was very hard for me to say hmm, I liked I liked her or I didn't like her again, because of the way the book is written um, the sequel, The Testaments um, came out last year, it won the Man Booker Prize along with um, Bernadine Ever-Visto's, um Girl, Woman, Other um, I personally am not going to read that book um, I'm not going to read that book because I might have slightly enjoyed Handmaid's Tale but I don't think it was worth the sequel and I have I personally have no interest in it Um, but if you are keen in reading this book it's different I'll give it that It's it's different I didn't know what um a dystopian novel would look like it's a less than desirable future and like what they were living through was not desirable at all (laughs) at all and so it gives you a change of Perspective into what sh- into what the future might look like, and like I was saying, with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, and I remember reading—I was about to finish this book when things started really, really getting bad. And there's a phrase in the book where um, one of the handmaids was asking how long they would have to do this for and someone was talking about and the person they were talking to said until the population levels are back to normal and that made me stop in my tracks and I was like yo are we living in the makings of a dystopian future because everything is so uncertain right now and you know it's very very necessary to be wary especially of governments that might try and take an authoritarian stance in dealing with what we're going through right now and that is basically what was going on in in the handmaid's tale and you do what you think is necessary to To, to lead a country towards What you deem is Better for its survival in the long run And It wasn't desirable for many You know And so I mean for a, demo- for a democratic State A loss of Autonomy is It's pretty hard hey It's very very hard I didn't mean to get political about it But that's what this book um, that's what this book made me feel like and that's why it was so hard for me to actually find the energy or strength to even record this episode because it's a lot it's, it's truly a lot um, would I encourage people to read this book despite of how hard it is to get into yes yes I think um, once you overcome all the barriers <laughs> that come with it, um, go ahead and read it. I wouldn't read it again, but I appreciated it. It gave it gave me a lot of perspective, especially in um, appreciating the the freedom that I have as a young woman. Freedom that I have as a young woman and the ability to be able to to have choice to have choice to have to have choice and for you all so I hope you are all staying safe staying at home I hope you are all very very taking care of yourself you know taking care of yourself taking care of your mental health um this is a very very these are unknown times and the best thing we can do is take care of our mental health so i hope you guys are are doing that um yeah i want to know how how are you coping through this time reading are you exercising are you journaling what are you doing are you cooking are you challenging yourself and remember you don't have to do all of that this is you really don't have to simply just be resting and appreciating the time for rest and that's still okay there's no absolutely no pressure to be doing something during this period because of the uncertainty of it so I just hope you're all being soft with yourselves and taking care of yourselves thank you so so much for listening this episode took a weird turn um but thank you so much for listening do let me know your thoughts on this episode and this book don't forget to follow me on instagram and twitter twitter is at and instagram is the name of spoke pod Bring a friend and tell them to listen to my podcast. Tell your friend to tell their friends and those people that ain't really their friends to listen. I will see you guys soon. Bye.